Hello, welcome to a beautiful podcast of Fall in Love, an unofficial Bachelor Nation show from TV Guide. I'm Liam Matthews, and joining me in TV Guide Mansion is my co-host from our season in Bachelor in Paradise, the John Mayer of this podcast, Jacqueline Trumbull. Hello! It's nice to hear your voice. Oh, Shanks, it's nice to hear yours. Oh, we're doing it. We're listening to our hearts. (laughs) (laughs) And we are joined for this premiere episode by a very special guest, TV Guide's Megan Vick. What up? How you doing, Megan? I'm okay. If Jacqueline is John Mayer, does that make me like Tyler Hilton? It makes you uh, the rest of the Grateful Dead. Okay. Because everybody wants to be John Mayer, but John Mayer isn't John Mayer anymore. So there's a hole to be filled. You know what I mean? These guys all want to be John Mayer from 2003. John Mayer has no interest in being that John Mayer anymore. <laughs> He's in The Grateful Dead now. Is that true? Like, I know that has nothing to do with The Bachelor. Is John Mayer part of The walk, the Grateful Dead now? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Apparently, he's great, too. My advisor is a major, major deadhead, and he's very pleased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, John Mayer can shred. That's kind of the thing. John Mayer wants to, to just jam and wear cool clothes. Oh, man. Okay. Do what makes you happy, man. I get it. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's get back on topic here. <laughs> So Megan wrote uh, a great piece about third-wheeling Jamie and Ryan's date. So we'll be talking about that later in the episode. Go check that out on tvguide.com. Let's get right into it, you know? So this was a new format. We've never seen anything like Listen to Your Heart before, except we have, (laughs) you know? It was very recognizably a Bachelor show is what I thought. But Jacqueline, what did you think? of the new format what were your first impressions of listen to your heart i can't tell if i liked it or if it was just so much less traumatizing than the normal seasons that uh i felt lighthearted while while watching it (laughs) (laughs) right i might just be the timing right it's like a nice a nice uh diversion from the horror of life now (laughs) (laughs) yeah well it also just it, yeah, it didn't have the heaviness of like my memories of being on the show. So it was, right. it was nice for that reason. But I, I thought it was, it seems very clearly aimed at people who have already seen a lot of The Bachelor. Like they didn't even bother explaining the, like explaining the show. Like I still have no idea why they're singing. Do you? Just cause. Yeah. And they, I didn't, they didn't even really explain how the roses were going to work. I mean, it's just. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good point that there was no, like they didn't explain the rules you have to know how it works. They they jumped right in at the deep end. Mm-hmm. There was a lot I liked about it. How about you, Megan? What did you think? I don't know how I felt about it because I should also like admit that like I am all in when it comes to the like Bachelor in Paradise, but like the Bachelor's a little bit of a struggle for me. So it was weird to have this like Bachelor in Paradise format that was taking itself as seriously as the Bachelor, <sighs> but then there's all this weird stuff going on, like. Michael Todd exists so I'm like what are we do like it was confusing at first so I'm like I'm willing to give it a few more episodes for it to like find its own groove but like right now I'm like I don't know exactly what this is even within the Bachelor franchise Mm -hmm. right you're you're always in on Paradise yeah which is funny because Paradise this show it feels like it's more like Paradise than anything else in terms of the format and the structure of everybody just kind of coming in and hanging out. But the tone was more Bachelor. Yeah. But also the way that you watch Paradise, not knowing the people's backstories necessarily, like not having seen them on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, is kind of how the rest of us feel watching this. Yeah. This is the first 
group in a long time that we didn't know. There's like everybody in this group is entirely new to us, which is that's kind of an exciting thing. They felt fresher. Uh-huh. I looked at the, you know, the Instagram followings. None of these people have huge followings coming in. Except for Trevor. Is that his name or Travis? Trevor. Yeah, he's got like 200k. Jacqueline, I don't know if you've seen the clip, but like he when he was on American Idol, like his audition went viral because Katy Perry lost her shit over him she said he was hot like she (laughs) almost fainted during his audition because he was so hot like he was a thing i don't think he's that hot either i think he kind of looks like (laughs) he looks like an actor who's who i can't place but not a hot actor but he also was very polished you know and you could feel that from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But most of these other people didn't feel as polished, which I liked. I learned, which we'll get like to the date thing, but like both Jamie and Ryan were approached by ABC casting through Instagram. Like that's how they ended up on the show. It's not like they applied or anything. ABC came, like went a deep dive on Instagram and reached out to them and asked them to come. That's interesting. Jacqueline, do you know of them? Do you know of them doing that other times? No, but I don't really know how they do these things. They cast them a whole bunch of different ways. So they found them on Instagram and they didn't apply. That's interesting. I think Trevor, they just like, they had his contact information from American Idol. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of the new Bachelor Mansion? I mean, I thought this last one was so fugly that I don't think that they could have done worse necessarily. So it was like fine. It, I mean, it kind of looks similar, just huge. Yeah, it seems bigger. Really big. And the hot tub is nicer. People don't really go in the hot tub on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette too much, or they don't show it too much. It's really small. I mean, both of them have... The thing that I hate about the normal Bachelor mansion is that it's extremely fake looking. Like, it, it looks like it's made out of fake material and there's fake flowers stuck in the trees everywhere. Um, and there's this weird, like, almost, gr- like, fake Grecian architecture or something that's just, like, standing around. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And this one kind of had a similar feel, but... Well. I think Bachelor Mansion was built in, like, 2002 or something, you know? It's, like, uh, very, very much of a of the McMansion era. Yeah. So this one, I don't think it even is in L.A. I think it's in Simi Valley. It's in Ventura County. <laughs> it's, like, 40 miles away from L.A. There's a lot of driving to get what they need to do then. At first, I was kind of like, oh, I don't like that they're not in Bachelor Mansion. What is this fake Bachelor Mansion? This fraudulent Bachelor Mansion. I only recognize one Bachelor Mansion, and this is not it. But then I was kind of like, you know what? I like this house. This seems like kind of a nicer house. Well, people do live in the Bachelor Mansion, too. So they're probably like, no, you can't have my house all year long. Well, I saw Chris Harrison did say like they just needed they needed more space. Yeah, it would be pretty cramped in the Bachelor Mansion to have both genders trying to date. Yeah. I, I appreciated that change. It took some getting used to for me to have a new Bachelor Mansion, but I liked the change. They should have just brought in somebody who looks almost exactly like Chris Harrison, too, but not quite. Although it sounds like uh, Matt would have been just as confused. <laughs> yeah. I liked Matt. Let's talk about who we liked and who we didn't like. I like Matt because I like that he really had no idea how uh, the game was played. He, seemed, he, was totally, he was totally new to the franchise, and he just seemed like a pretty, pretty charming guy. Yeah. He was pretty chill, and I feel like you need some chill people in this house. Yeah, and who else? I like Sheridan. I like Sheridan too. He's on my list of of people who I like. He just seemed like a fun guy. I also like Julia. Like, I felt like she handled having multiple suitors really well. Totally. 
Wait, who were hers? One was Josh, the bald guy. Uh, and then I think for a minute, she was also talking to Brandon. But then the other blonde girl started talking to Brandon. There's a lot of interchangeable faces at this point, just because there were a lot of people that like didn't get any time in the premiere and i'm like okay so mm-hmm. of the people we got to actually like spend some time with she was up there i thought the the douchebag guy was incredible he was really incredible he really made a strong impression in just a couple of moments i don't know what show he thought he was on i don't know when also when it flashed up there that his day job was a personal trainer i was like yes every stereotype box just like checks he was wearing a leather blazer which i thought was kind of cool i actually kind of like this jacket you know, let's talk more about Michael Todd later because I have thoughts on Michael Todd. But um, but yeah, I, I I really liked Sheridan. I think of all the people of all the people we've met so far, Sheridan was my favorite. I liked his sense of humor about himself. He showed off his hat collection, like he had all these big hats on the wall. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm a stereotype. I got all these big hats. Look at all my big hats. And I liked his whole bit about Sheila, his Subaru Outback named Sheila that he drove around country touring in and he just looks different than anybody else we've ever seen on the show you know Uh uh-huh plus i thought his song was kind of good his song was pretty good yeah that was also something that surprised like i it shouldn't have been surprising but like all of the people that we met in this first episode like are genuinely musically talented i didn't feel like anybody was faking it or was like there that was basically an instagram model and like could kind of sing i felt like everyone had like actual musical chops yeah. And that might have been why they went directly to Instagram to find these people. They were like, no, we need real musicians for this. And they found some. Everybody sounded really good. Yeah. I kind of liked Ryan. It's just that he's such like a parody. He's such a John Mayer knockoff. I don't totally know what to think of him. Like, I, I, I didn't have any problem with him other than like, why are you trying to be somebody you're literally trying to be an entirely other person? Well, John Mayer is his number one influential artist. Yeah, he said so. Yeah, he said so multiple times, you guys. <laughs> uh, the first thing I thought when I saw him, like, this guy wants to be John Mayer. And then, believe it or not, like, they let him sing Gravity. And he was, like, all into it. He's like, I've been preparing. I've sung this song 450 times in my life. He knew who the session guys were. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I know you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he seemed like a nice boy. We'll talk more about him because Megan got to know him a little bit. But we'll talk more about him. What Bachelor spinoff, like what special skill Bachelor spinoff would they have to make for you to actually apply to the show? Um, Somebody who knows a lot about uh, Chappelle's show. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That that would be what I could bring to the table. So was there anyone you don't like? Uh, Yeah, I don't like Jamie. I do not. I do not understand the fascination with her at all. Um, and then, of course, that other chick was horrible. Rudy. We'll talk more about Rudy later on, but yeah, I mean, horrible. Yeah. Do I think that Rudy is a functioning adult that is ready to be in a relationship, especially on national television? Absolutely not. Did I enjoy her entertainment value in that episode? Five thousand percent. I'm an Ashley Iaconetti like Stan. So like, Ru- I was like, this is the level of crazy that I desire in my life. So like, I was like, Rudy, yes, you're wrong, but yes. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll talk more about Rudy later on because Rudy was a, Rudy was a star this episode. Rudy and Jamie were really the they got all the airtime this episode. But Jamie, so what do you not like about Jamie, Jacqueline? I don't want to sound like a mean girl, but I feel like she is it's like she's been created to appeal to men but not sort of through natural gifts. Like I don't find her personally very attractive, but she was extremely like cutesy flirtatious. 
to the point where that took over her entire personality. It's just like I've I've just I've seen her shtick so many times and it's just kind of irritating. There's nothing unique about it or her to me. I don't know. Everything she said was like, I don't know, just sort of expected and bland and I just don't want there to be any drama. And, oh, it's so nice how you were able to turn something bad into something good. It's so inspiring. And, oh, (laughs) it was just like a lot of that the whole time. It was just, it felt like the popular high school girl. We were just like, why? Why does this like win every time for with no substance okay we'll see if more of her character is revealed i mean she's very young she's only 21 yeah she's a baby oh shit yeah she's only 21 so she doesn't she doesn't know what she's doing like i found her a little annoying at first but then as as it went on i kind of liked her more because we got to see like oh she's just like a very young person who has no idea what she's doing she's trying to she's just trying to figure it out i thought it was kind of endearing that's fair I didn't like Trevor. Trevor's too slick. You didn't buy the whole, like, I just want to hang out with you a second, no pressure? Because I felt, like, I knew it was a scam, but I bought it at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) That's sort of the definition of slick, though, isn't it? Like, (laughs) selling something they know is a scam, but they're buying it anyway. (laughs) They showed him in that old pickup truck, and it's like, of course this guy has this old vintage pickup truck. Like, it fits, like, everything... (laughs) His his whole character was so planned, you know? Do you guys think he knew they sang Gravity before he decided to do Slow Dancing in a Burning Room? Like, I feel like there's no way he didn't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. They were like, do a John May- do another John Mayer song. Because everybody wants to be John Mayer. This is- Jacqueline and I were talking about this last night. Let's take a break. We'll talk about Jamie and Ryan's date that Megan was there for. Back after this. Okay, we're back. And we're going to talk about Jamie and Ryan. Uh, What did we not see? It was crazy watching this episode because I had, like, going on the date gave me such different impressions of them. And I will say, disclaimer up front, I had five minutes with each of them. And that's it. Like, my recording with Ryan is four minutes and 33 seconds. So it's not like I got to spend a lot of time with them. We spent most of our time just, like, watching them exist on this date which was strange. Uh, but had someone told me ahead of time that like, hey, they're going to go on this date and then one of them is like not going to pick the other, I would have said Ryan was going to be the one to bail over Jamie 100%. Mm. She seemed definitely way more into him or at least the idea of like being in love on the show. And Ryan, like, Ryan was losing his mind over like being in a studio with John Mayer's producer and all of that. Like it was like, that part was like very honest of like, he was just stoked to be in the studio and to get to record, like to sing and do that stuff. And she was, she was much more like starstruck. They were both very nice. I will say about Jamie, what surprised, I felt like I didn't know she was 21 until I watched the episode. Uh, But to the whole like she's very polished sort of thing when I talked to her I mean I was like oh this girl has had media training and I don't know where she had it but she did the thing like whenever I asked her a question she repeated the question back in the answer to me which is something like we have to constantly tell people to do especially for this wasn't and this wasn't a video interview so I didn't give her that preface of like can you try and like it I was just like asking her questions just like a conversation and she like reiterated it and I was like oh no no someone's taught you how to do this and she gave me and like you said she gave me all the answers that I would expect I was like oh yeah she's 
like she's been given what the line is all of the stuff about like yeah I'm just like really trying to find love and like I really feel like music really like builds those connections like she gave you all of the answers that you know a bachelor producer wanted you wanted her to give me and I felt like Ryan was at least a little bit more honest about like he couldn't hide the fact that like dude I'm here for like my career and like to be here with like John Mayer's producers is like his like his head was exploding nice when it came to their date they cut out a lot of the cute stuff that i saw so like for the song that they sang together they did sing it two full times through and the first time it was like kind of awkward whatever and then they like did it immediately afterwards and they like warmed up he like spun her around they were kissing there was a lot and you didn't see any of that they cut it down to like 10 seconds and I was, like, surprised of how much of their, like, actual cute interaction didn't make it into the episode. Because I felt like it sort of diminished, like, how much of an impression he I thought he made on her. They had a lot of other content to get there. It really, I mean, it really shows how much stuff they shoot that doesn't get used. You know, they have a lot of time. The episodes are long, but... They're not that long. I thought it was a really cute date. I mean, that seemed like very romantic to like watch the sunset from the deck of the Capitol Records building. That's cool. Yeah, we did not get to go for that part. I was just in the studio. It's a great piece. If you want to go read it on tvguide.com is, you know, I I tagged along on the, the Bachelor date. And it was crazy is something what the headline is like. First of all, like the date was on a Saturday. They asked me to go Friday afternoon. Like I got the email like, can you come on the set visit? tomorrow and i was like oh fine (laughs) like okay but then i got there and they're like so like it's the first episode this is the very first date and i was like what is y'all are trying to cram in a lot it's the first date for the first episode of this new spinoff and then you want to like have them talk to press in the middle of it like okay the fact that like they were able to get through that with all that pressure i was like that's okay that's incredible but How do you like actually build a connection when all of that is happening? So they had moved into the mansion the day before, like on the Friday. And then the next day was the date. Wow. Did Ryan seem into her after the John Mayer part? So like the way it happened. So like when I came in, they were on the couch talking to John Alicia, like figuring out the parts. Then I interviewed them and then they sang the song and then we all left. I will say like, he was very open about the fact that like, oh, he seems much more on a like, I met her yesterday level and is like, yeah, well, like she, we were the first people in the house together. So like we had this connection. I got like, she's the one I wanted, but he didn't try to be like the, like, oh, I think like I'm already falling in love with her urgent stuff. And she was, she didn't say she was falling in love with them obviously. Cause, and she did not mention Trevor at all. Mm. Like there was no hint of that whatsoever. After watching the episode, I was like, I feel like I got lied to, but okay. <laughs> But she was very much more on the like, yeah, like this is an amazing date because like he has to sing in front of me and we have to be vulnerable together. And that's how you like create an amazing relationship is like being vulnerable with somebody. See, this is why she irritates me, Liam. So what I'm hearing is Ryan wasn't giving her the full court press that slick Trevor was. That's why she picked Trevor because Trevor was like, hey, you're a very special girl for me. And he and Waters Ryan was just kind of like, yeah, she's cool. I'm very just excited to get to promote my music. I feel like Trevor has this sort of bland universal appeal, whereas um, Ryan is even even just being as sort of stylized as he is. He's sort of he's making a statement that might like rule out some people. I mean, not everybody likes dating people with six inch tall hair. So but then Ryan is like Katy Perry called him hot. He's on American Idol. He's got 200 Instagram. I mean, it's just 
I don't know. I, I wasn't super surprised that she went for him, especially when I also think that Jamie kind of has that bland universal appeal. So they, they seemed matched in that sense. Trevor's the kind of guy who wins American Idol. Yeah. Like they, everyone who has ever won or anyone who's won American Idol in the past like 10 years looks exactly like him. Really? <laughs> yeah. And they all kind of sound like like that's that's the type. I think the worst possible thing that happened for Ryan was him getting John Mayer on that first date. Like they probably produced it thinking like, oh, like he's really going to be able to shine. But I think his like excitement over it just overtook everything else by so much. And had he had someone that he admired slightly less, he might have been able to be more in the romantic <laughs> moment. But it's like if I were on a bachelor date and they're like, your special thing today is like, you're going to hang out with Andrew Garfield. I was like, well, I'm not on a date anymore. Like I'm not focused <laughs> on whoever else is here because like, no. <laughs> Uh, and I feel like had they given him someone like not John Mayer, then maybe he could have done it more. But like when you just like give him the dream, like, yeah, his priority is not this date. His priority is like hamming it up because that's everything he's ever wanted. Uh-huh. Right. He's going to go completely into musician mode, which is great for, you know, for his musical career, but is maybe not doesn't make for the best TV in terms if we want a romantic drama. Yeah. Um, well, what if they had gotten the plain white tease date? Then they could have really gotten the shine. So let's talk about Rudy and Matt after the break. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back. We're going to talk about Rudy and Matt's date, which was very funny. And Rudy and Matt's whole dynamic was very funny. Well, it was Jen and Matt's date. Rudy was at home sulking. Oh, that's right. We'll be we'll, <laughs> we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Let's talk about Rudy and Matt and Mel, but it was mostly about Rudy and Matt. All right, so my question is, do you think Matt did say he was going to take Rudy? Do you think they have the footage and they're withholding it to build drama? Or do you think he didn't say it? He probably said some variation of like, I think it'd be great if we went on this date together. Like, yeah, I'd really like to go on a date with you. And then she took that and ran with it. Yeah. You think they are withholding something or they are not withholding? Like, what? Well, I don't think they're going to show it. But when they when they intentionally don't show that, then it's anybody's game. You know, like maybe she's right, maybe he's right. But if we see him just being like, hey, you know, like, I thought we had a connection. I think it'd be great if we went on a date. Everybody'd be like, oh, okay, that's a normal thing to say. But who knows? Yeah, we did see her say, "I would love to go on this date with you." So it was like, oh, she thought he's she something she said she put in his mouth. I don't know. Yeah. What's like tragic about this whole thing is had she like just taken 30 seconds to just breathe, had she just been like normal upset about it and been like, you know what, like, I really vibed with you. And I like, I was genuinely disappointed you didn't take me on that date. And today's been really hard for me. He would have followed up with the dream answer of like, well, actually, I went on this date and it sucked. And I thought about you the whole time. Which is what everybody on Paradise, when someone else goes on date with someone else, they're like, oh, I hope it sucks and they want to come back to me and it never happens. And then like this happened, but she decided to blow up before he could give her what she actually wanted. And it's just like, oh, girl, you just you messed up your own situation here. Had you just been any kind of normal about it? And he was gonna give it to her. Yeah. She went on the offensive too quickly. She was just ready to bring the drama the whole time. And then he had no idea what he was getting into because he doesn't know the rules of the show. <laughs> he, I mean, he was like, I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> I felt for the guy. He's like, I had no idea. She wanted to murder me. Like, I can't believe. She's like, whoa, whoa, you're really so angry. Wow, I met you 15 minutes ago. I met you yesterday and you are this keyed up. 
He's not in Bachelor World. She went into Bachelor World. This is also the girl who says she's dated all of LA at the age of 24. So yeah, right. she's probably, maybe it's because she's getting extremely angry by date. Not even one. They haven't even gotten on a date yet. She's going nuclear. Also, like, remember when she got out of the limo, she was the most like, oh my God, it's Chris Hansen. Like, oh my God, I said Chris Hansen. Wow. <laughs> Matt has Matt infected me. Chris Hansen. Uh, when she met Chris Harrison, she was like flipping out. So it is clear she is like a huge fan of this franchise. So like, she knew, she knew what she needed to do to get the camera time that she needed. She was prepared and poor Matt just didn't. He also could have done some things to handle it better, but like she just like, she was not in a space to hear it, even if he had been perfect. I mean, it's just kind of annoying when we keep getting these characters who have just seen the show and so they create drama for drama's sake. It's like, what are we, I don't know, what are we watching? Like, what are we gaining from this? I did love when um, Matt and Mel were on their date and Rudy uh, kind of processed her feelings through song. Like she was singing a song to kind of, you know, like a sad song. And I loved that. That was one of my favorite parts of the episode. And that was the thing that made me feel like we were watching something different. Uh-huh. Um, that was like, because that's not something we could have ever gotten from the regular Bachelor. And it was also, instead of a confessional of somebody, you know, telling us how they feel we got to see somebody express their feelings in a different way and she had a beautiful voice she sounded fantastic i literally don't remember this at all (laughs) i felt like it was the most organic placement of music within the show because even when they were like just hanging out jamming together as a house like it still felt kind of forced but that moment felt like the most organic way to like oh like these are musicians and like this is how this is they're going to express their emotions. And I do hope they like include more of that because I don't want what it seems like now, because I'm still confused about how it works. Like once they've actually decided to commit to each other with the whole, like performing for a panel, like how this show transitions to like bachelor and American idol had a baby. So I, I do enjoy the whole idea of like them, like just singing in the house and like making music together will actually like feels more organic than like perform for this panel to prove your love. Yeah, that's kind of, I feel like that could kind of grind it to a halt a little bit because then they have to, so then they'll have to do performances and have rose ceremonies and have all the, you know, interpersonal drama that like the show kind of, like there's only six episodes. How are they going to fit everything into these episodes? You know? I guess it's just like winter games kind of. No, but I guess that's true. Yeah, you're right. The sports competitions and then. Yeah. Did they have new people come in every week for Winter Games? I don't know. I mean, I know Jordan Major came in late, but that was literally because he had to fly from New Zealand. So I, I don't know if it was like people would get eliminated and then come in. Because there's like, there's new women coming next, in week two. Yeah, they're, they're only, there's only going to be, so there were 20 at first and then there's going to be three more people added throughout the season. So the weirdest part of Matt and Mel's date was that, which they didn't show at all, was that the plain white tees did not play Hey There Delilah, their only hit. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Well, fun fact, the so the guy who wrote Hey There Delilah, I don't think is in the band anymore. That's a new lead singer. Like, that lead singer is a different person. Yeah, but it's still a Plain White Tees song. Yeah, it is. And I do. they did show clips of, like, Mel and Matt, like, on stage with them. And they must have sang it then, yeah. Yeah, because it's also, like, that's the only song... That's the only plain white tea song anybody is going to know the words to. Their date was so boring that they just didn't, they just cut it. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. They had no chemistry. Sad. All right, let's talk about Michael Todd very briefly. Um, Michael Todd, who 
within 10 minutes of arriving, tried to kiss Savannah. And then within, you know, an hour and a half of the cocktail party, saw other people going in the hot tub. And then whoever he was talking to was like, hey, hey, you want to get in the hot tub? You want to get in the hot tub? He was so skeevy. I loved it. He was not a real person at all. Like a construct. <laughs> he, he played his song twice. And everybody was like, hot touch. What is that? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was like that was the cringiest part for me, even more than like him trying to kiss someone or get in the hot tub was him like, I'm just going to sing my original song for you right now. And I was like, please, please never do this. So the person he reminded me the most of in the franchise was Waboom. Remember Waboom? Totally. Yeah. Waboom was still my favorite. I love Waboom. Waboom! Um, so let's talk a little bit about the state of Bachelor Nation. So Reality Steve reported that for The Bachelorette, they're looking into booking a resort and filming a five-week season in one location in July and August to air in September. What do you think of that? I was so happy to see them putting her face on the screen and saying, do you want to date this woman? Because it's it's reinforcing the idea that they're not getting rid of her. She is The Bachelorette and that they're looking for more men for her. But it's hard for me to believe they care at all about her love story when they cast only like eight people over the age of 30 to begin with and now they're shortening an already extremely rapid love story into just five weeks yeah i mean who knows who knows that's that's just what steve reported Mm -hmm. are they just gonna test like covid test people as they come into the resort yeah yeah okay chris harrison said like they're continuing to cast people for claire season because they don't think everybody who's already who's originally cast will be available yeah later on and i think i mean but claire has said like she likes younger men like the, the younger men thing is is not a problem for her. I mean, but I imagine they have to get some, just at least guys in their 30s. Right. Yeah. I mean, she can like younger men, but especially like 25-year-old men who are going on The Bachelorette, like that's not somebody you want to actually marry. The difference between a 32-year-old guy and a 25-year-old guy. Yeah. Um, and Bachelor in Paradise probably isn't going to happen. I know. Which is weird because that's the one that would actually be easy to do over five weeks in a resort. That's what they already do. Yeah. But I think like they, they're prioritizing the Bachelorette because they need to find a bachelor. Yeah. Well also the ba- the Bachelorette has better ratings. And it's you know, it's the flagship it's the flag one of the flagship shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's so that's where we're at. I mean this could be the last this could be the last one we get for a while. It's everything is up in the air. How are you guys doing? How's everybody handling the, the pandemic? I'm okay. My roommate bailed. So like I've been in my house alone for a month. Oh wow! Which is like it's nice, but then also I've been alone for a month. So yeah, it's lonely. Liam, are you alone? No, I'm at my parents' house. I'm upstate, upstate New York. Coming up on a month that I've been here. Megan, it's been over a month since we were in the office last, which is crazy. Yeah, we're not in the same. We're not in the same office, but (laughs) but we shut down the same day. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But I'm yeah. I mean, I'm okay. I'm very fortunate. Feel like to have you know a place to go outside of the city to still be able to talk about the bachelor and do all this stuff. It is crazy that like at TV guide, like things have like, because people while stuck at home need Netflix recommendations that like, we have a lot to do actually in this time. And I did not consider very busy. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. So how are you doing, Jacqueline? What are you? I'm good. I mean, it's the first time I've ever been truly grateful for being in North Carolina. I think like I've got, I'm in my, I'm in Paul's house. And we have outdoor space and we ordered 15 cases of White Claw recently. So So you're set. Yeah. 
door set. <laughs> and what are you you're doing online classes basically? Yeah. Um, they're ending this week, but all my research is online. So just writing grants and papers. Like ending for the summer or they're just like, no, we're not doing this anymore. Ending for the summer. Oh yeah. It's a weird time. Glad you're all okay. And I hope all of our listeners are doing okay too. At least we have we, we have the bachelor to uh to give us a sense of a sense of normalcy and and uh, something else to think about. So thank you, Chris Harrison, for that. <laughs> Before we wrap up, I want to give a big shout out to Lynn Sessler. Happy birthday, Lynn. That's producer Elise's mother, Uh-oh. who's a big fan of the show. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thanks for listening. Thanks for raising Elisa, who is a great producer. <laughs> All right. So we'll be back every week to talk about listen to your heart throughout the season um thank you megan for joining us um where can people find you online uh twitter's the easiest one it's at mego inc inc and check out uh her article on tvguide.com for all your bachelor needs check out tvguide.com find jacqueline on twitter and instagram i'm liam matthews i'm jacqueline trumbull this has been a beautiful podcast to fall in love we'll talk to you later Bye.